When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. It's crunch time with Jared Waitley, Sam Edmund, Justin Lepich and Nick Del Santo at the MCG on a glorious Melbourne morning. Richmond and the Bulldogs, the winners so far. The next to go, Melbourne and Fremantle. And to set the terms for the Demons season ahead, the Chief Executive, Gary Pert, we're not yet allowed to do these things face-to-face, Gary. So from the broadcast box to the boundary, welcome to crunch time. Hey, Jared. Set the terms for us, if you would, for the mission ahead for 2021. Oh, really, this is about, you know, it's a, it's a perfect day. As you said, I'm down on the ground and you couldn't get better conditions for the players. Um, so really we're hoping we get a, a big crowd, a big roll-up. But it's, it's important that the players make a bit of a statement here as well. They've had a big pre-season. There's been a big concentration of uh, the leadership group, the player leadership group, saying there's a real commitment to the standards and disciplines that we're going to see on the field. And uh, so we've had the pre-season to work on it and today's the opportunity to show our supporters what we're talking about. Is there a lot of judgment you think that hangs on this season? Oh, well, I think, uh, you know, we're used to that. Every, every game you're putting yourself out there and your your members and the media and your supporters are, are judging everything and matching it up against their expectations of what we've been talking about. So we've made it pretty clear Goody said the same, so of the players, that uh, our ambitions to be back in the finals and playing a style of footy that can win those finals. And, you know, we need to be showing consistency every week. So, you know, last year it cost us. We were, we were set up to play in the finals. We went to Cairns and, and dropped two games that we shouldn't have and therefore we didn't deserve to make the finals. So we're, we're being judged every game we play. So you mentioned Simon Goodwin, who's been extremely forthright. He's, he's shirking nothing. Do you like his approach to putting himself on the line with the, with the levels that he set? Well, I think the uh, I've heard Max Gordon talk and I've heard the players talk. Uh, they're all saying the same thing, which is uh, we've, we've got to deliver. Um, and, and Goody and the players, that's what they've, they've set themselves for. They've, we, uh, we did a review at the end of last year. We identified what were the key areas that are keeping us out of the finals and stopping us being able to beat those top eight teams and uh, you know we're committed to deliver on those and like I said we've got to do it every week we've got to show the consistency because that's what's separating us from the top teams at the moment. Hey Gary I just love a little insight into to some of those changes I mean obviously there was a few changes in the in the coaches box with Adam Uze came in and obviously really experienced coaching Mark Williams have they had much effect on the game styling and and maybe a little insight to maybe the one or two things we might see this year that were going to be a little bit different to Melbourne of last well, Leppy, you know what Choco's like, and when uh, he he hits the ground running in his first session, he made it very clear that as the skill development coach, 
um, we identified that we're, we're certainly not in the top six or eight teams from a skill execution point. Um, and that includes goal kicking. Um, when you're in a position to hurt a team on the scoreboard, you've got to be able to do that. Otherwise, you just end up coming uh, close a lot and, and not getting over the line. So Choco's hit the ground running, had a big impact from the very first session he ran. He's got very high standards and he makes it very clear he's involved in the program to be playing finals, making grand finals and winning premierships. And Adam Uze comes from... A very successful program at Hawthorne. He brings the IP, he brings the energy and enthusiasm and the uh, the strategy with him that has made a big difference. And he doesn't mind talking up and challenging Goody on some of the ways we've been playing the game. So both of those guys have had a very big impact and delivered exactly like what we required when we chatted to him initially. Purdy, I just want to ask you about the consistency. And in my opinion and my personal experience, it's still the toughest thing to be able to do individually but also as a team is to have consistent from week to week or be consistent from week to week. How do you practice that over the summer? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things there. Like the consistency comes from the things that you can control a little bit more every single player on the field, which is this executing their skills and their roles to the highest level over the whole four quarters. But I think some of the inconsistency we've shown has been about still being a bit immature and our um, our leaders not taking control over the whole four games. And again, th- this is the difference of, say, a Richmond and the, the, the teams that are showing that consistency every week. The, the leaders, and it's not only your captain and your vice captain, it's right across the grounds, are the ones that maintain the standards out on the field for the whole, um, the whole game. And, and that's been a big area of focus. So um, we've had players like May and Lever and Petrarca, Alex Neil Bullen and others step up and, and say they want to play a much bigger role and that uh, they can do more. And uh, we're going to hopefully see the impact of that today. Gary, Sam Edmund here. I wanted to ask you about Clayton Oliver, 100th game today. Obviously, great to see Max Gorn put pen to paper on a, on a new long-term deal. But where are things at with a, with a new contract for Clayton as we talk at the moment? Well, you know, a lot of th- that's in his hands in terms of uh, we're talking to his management like we are with quite a few of the other players. Some of them, um, you know, like Gorney, want to do it before the game, the season starts and they, they want to put that to bed and others just need a little bit more time to think about it. We'll just continue to work with his management but uh, we're very comfortable that he he loves the club he loves being part of this group he he loves what uh, good he brings to the table and you know I'm pretty comfortable that that's just a matter of time is it a, a wait and see from his point of view he obviously wants to see how the side fares early on oh no he's, he's not indicating that he wants to see how he's playing or the team's performing it's more that we're having uh, conversations with all these things they uh, they move as quickly they might be questions there might be elements in terms of the financial packaging all, all of these things we we don't need to rush them and and we move on all of these things as as quickly as the player and their management wants um, you know ideally it doesn't ever become a distraction during the year but uh, like I said I, I'm pretty comfortable that that'll uh, that'll be put to bed 
as soon as possible. And away from here, away from the game, the, the bigger picture, the search for a new facility for you. I mean, your offices are at Amy Park. The team's obviously doing most of it, vast majority of its training at Casey Fields. There's, there's been a few concepts that have been explored and deemed not possible. Where are you at with that? Well, it's, it's a pretty difficult time for the club. We're the administration offices are in three different parts of the MCG here. Um, our women are training at Amy and our men are out at Casey Fields because um, with a shared facility at Amy with Victory and Storm, uh, we're not COVID compliant from an AFL perspective if we had have stayed there sharing gyms and swimming pools. So it's so critically important that we get that home base. We're working with the state government um, and the AFL to uh, identify a site, put the plans together and, and that working party which is funded by um, the state government and, and progressing. We'd love it to move quicker, but the reality of these political processes is, um, again, we're in the hands of the, the state government, but we're certainly in the best position we've been for really the last 50 years in terms of getting that base where the admin and the footy are together, men and women, we have a social club, it's in the shadow of the MCG in this um, sports precinct here, which, let's face it, is as good as any sports precinct in the world, um, and we want to be here for the next 50, 60, maybe 100 years, so we've got to be patient, we've got to do it right, but um, I'm pretty comfortable where it's at. And Gary, last one from me, am I right in saying that Gosh's paddock isn't big enough either? Is that part of it, that you can't train team defence there because it's simply not the dimensions that you'd like? Well, it's by far the smallest oval um, in the AFL competition, and uh, uh, so we're certainly working with that as part of the plans. Um, you know, Collingwood was able to win a premiership while they were training on that facility. Um, Richmond's ground is certainly uh, smaller than what they would think was ideal. But uh, there's nothing like training on a ground that's close to the same size as your home ground, which is the MCG. And uh, Gosh's is a long way off that. So when we're doing training drills, um, it is very difficult to mirror exactly what we're going to do on game day. So, again, these, these are all part of the uh, plans that we're working with the government on. What crowd are you expecting this afternoon, Gary? Well, we average about uh, 24,000 when we play against Fremantle. Um, and we normally get a lot of walk-ups, especially on a day like today. That that won't be happening. I, I would suggest that we'll end up somewhere between 23 and 24. Um, but they'll all be Melbourne supporters. There'll only be a few hundred Fremantle supporters. So let's say still a relatively small crowd compared to what we've seen the last couple of nights. But let's hope they're all pretty excited and yelling and screaming and we give them something to be excited about. Is it enough to justify being here at the MCG while 20-plus thousand are locked out tonight at Marvel? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is our home ground. This is where we play our home games. Um, you know, we've had times here, even in recent times, where we were delivering 80,000, 90,000 um, people in the stands and we will have games against some of the interstate clubs like a Fremantle where we'll be um, much smaller numbers but uh, we'll, you know, overwhelmingly they'll be Melbourne supporters. So hopefully they're making a lot of noise today. You're a veteran of these days, Gary, as a player and now a long-term administrator. Do you feel a little bit of trepidation as the fresh season gets underway in the mm -hmm. hour beforehand? Oh, I always feel toey as a... As a player, I felt like I could actually go out there and do something about it. The problem is, uh, 
now you're sitting there in a suit and tie during the game just watching and hoping and and you're in the same position as everyone else in the stadium. So it is, uh, it's nerve-wracking it's, at times. I, I just want to see the boys get the reward for the work they've done over the pre-season. So let's hope that's what unfolds today. Gary, always great to have your time. Thanks for joining us on Crunch Time. Thanks, guys. Gary Perth, the Chief Executive of Melbourne. So this will be our afternoon's uh, feature are they are they ready to achieve the goals that they've set themselves to uh, not only participate but to win significant finals? Gary was acutely aware of what this season means, um, where individuals sit within that and the expectations on this foot, football club off the back of a few years. The honest answer is, Joe, I don't know. And I think that's sometimes a dangerous position to be in, that you're just not quite sure what you get from a particular team week to week. And I think that is just the reality of the Ds at the moment. It's just, I find today is almost the biggest game for them for the whole year. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and I don't want to sound a little bit alarmist, but you've got a rookie ruckman in his first game probably coming up against the best ruckman in the competition. Fremantle are a bad where Melbourne, we thought, were two years ago, and Melbourne have sort of gone up and plateaued a little bit. So this is a bit of a, well, is Fremantle passing you right now, or Melbourne, are you going back the other way? And it, it'll say a lot, the result of this game, particularly with the dominance they should get out of Gorn today. It's been that debate right through the past couple of years is who's the real Melbourne, the one that soared to a preliminary final or the one that battles to make the eight. Did, did you have a view on Melbourne um, from inside the game as to what they, they should be capable of? Yeah, consistency was always... Probably the two things for Melbourne have always been for mine. Consistency, Nick's already touched on that. We've already seen it already this year. They beat Richmond in a bit of a scratch match and got all excited. Then they got smashed by the doggies in a prison and they got all depressed. They've got to find their level and got to find who they are and just deliver that week to week. The second part I'm only concerned with Melbourne is their team balance. They've got always been a, a, bull, a head in the trough sort of bull team and then never got sort of the outside part of the game strong. So they've never been a great transition game. And if anything we've seen in the last two parts of the first two games is a really high transition scoring team will win the game. Off the back of that as well, having a look at some of their numbers, their kicking efficiency off the back of last year, their numbers are alarming. Really, really yeah, alarming. So the, uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll take it for what it is today, but yeah. I think we give them a period of time. Maybe it's three or four weeks to find that level of who they are. But if they kick the football like they have in previous years, the modern game will not suit them. The new rule changes will not suit them. The thing about kicking is if, if you're always kicking under pressure, always someone kicking with a hand on you, yep. it's harder to kick. So your game's still only going to have a lot of determination on how good your kicking efficiency is. I'll tell you what. Jason Kostagna is not a great kick. Camden McIntosh isn't a great kick. They put them in positions where it maximises their strength. So for me, it's about Melbourne making sure they get that part right. But all the jigsaw pieces in the right position, I think they've got the jigsaw pieces there. They've just got to make sure they all work together well. The insights of Justin Lepich. We'll ask him next is, is there any way to curb oh. Dustin Martin? <laughs> Can Kane be placated? Is it possible if you put enough time in? You're listening to Crunch Time. Thanks to Werribee, Western and Footscray Nissan dealerships. Test drive the new Nissan Navara today. And for Red Rooster, of course, Jared, make sure you try the new triple cheeseburger the Rooster's calling. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.